Hello, and welcome to this episode of the Lackadar Podcast, and I'm glad you decided to listen today. So, as always, we'll go ahead and start off with a word of prayer. Dear Lord, right now, I'm just so thankful that you've given me this opportunity, God, and I just ask that you would please help me to speak the words you would have me to, and you would just please help the listeners that they could listen and get with their open hearts and open ears and they could get what you would have out of this God and help me to put myself aside and not say the words that I would like to but say the words that you would have me to say it's in your name I pray amen so this is part two of the study through John 3 30 with with songs and last week as you know was a song called less like me by Zach Williams and today is more of you by Colton Dixon so here it goes and hopefully it'll play all the way through without stopping if it doesn't it'll pick right back up though so here we go
Okay, that was More of You by Colton Dixon. And we're going to... Oh, that quote last week that I could not remember about mercy and grace. It is, mercy is getting what you do not deserve. And wait, mercy is not getting what you deserve. And grace is getting what you do not deserve. So that's what that was. I put it in the description. But I wanted to tell you guys, just because it slipped my mind last week. I could not think of it. But... We're going and read John 3, verse 30, which says, He must increase, but I must decrease. And of course, those are the words of John the Baptist in reference to Jesus. And we'll go ahead and start reading the lyrics. So it says, I made my castle tall. I built up every wall. This is my kingdom and it needs to fall. So... He's not really building a castle here. Um, and in the video, that's what I was watching, so it could play the sound for you. There's these two people building a sand castle. And I think this is in reference to the way we build our life on things that, on material things, things that are not of Jesus and that things of the world. And there's nothing wrong with having material possessions. But when they become your God and you start building on them instead of the things of God, that's when it becomes a problem and that's when it needs to fall. So then it says, I want you and no one else empty me of myself until the only thing that's left is. So I want you and no one else. That should be our main want is God. Because like I said last week, we can be less like us all we want to. But we've got to be more like God. We want to want Him more than anything. So empty us of ourselves. Take away our fleshly desires and just empty us of ourselves. And then, I mean, just empty the selfish desires that we have and make them the desires of Christ. And so the only thing that's left is more of you, less of me. Make me who I'm meant to be. You're all I want, all I need. You're everything. So more of you, less of me. That's why these two come together. Because we can have less of us all all we want to and more of our friend or more of our parents or more of our church body. Well, that's great. If we have less of us, then we have to replace that with more of God. Because we're just going from one sinful human being to the next if we're going from us to other people. And no, we'll never be perfect. But if we're not striving to be less like ourselves and more like Jesus, then we won't then we won't be making any progress. So it says, make me who I'm meant to be. You're all I want, all I need. So make me, make me, I pray every day, make me the man that I need to be, God. So that should be our prayer every day. Make us who we're meant to be. Because God has somebody that has a plan for you and that's not off in the future that's right here and right now god has a person a man or a woman that you need to be right here in this moment so pray that you could become that then it says you're all i want all i need wouldn't it be awesome if that was true for us that we would be satisfied with jesus because he really is all we want and all we need but in our minds we want Or in our minds, we need other things. 
when they're not actually needs their wants. But what if, I mean, we need Jesus every day. But what if Jesus, what if we wanted no more than just Jesus? That would be, or that Jesus was our main want and not other things. So take it all, I surrender. This is just an act of taking everything away and surrendering to Jesus. Because you can't stand on your own. And surrendering is just giving up all you have to a more powerful being, which is Jesus. Be my king. Mm. Jesus is already king, but is he your king? Has Have you accepted him? Is he the Lord of your life? Because he died for everyone. But if you haven't realized that, then no, he's not the Lord of your life. Then it says, God, I choose more of you, less of me. I need more of you, more of you. So that's just what we need in our lives is more of Jesus. And you can never get too much. I mean, there's no possible way. You can read from Genesis 1 to Revelation 22 365 times a year. And you still won't have enough Jesus because you're still a sinner. And then it says, this life I hold so close, oh God, I'll let it go. And wouldn't that be awesome? I mean, our life we hold so close. What if we just let it go and gave it all up for Jesus? Because, I mean, Jesus called people to do that. I can't, I'm blanking out on the exact verse, but I know the rich young ruler and a couple guys he asked to be his disciples and they said, let me go tell my family bye. Let me go bury my dead. And one other thing was an excuse given to him. But... They didn't want more of Jesus. They wanted those other things. And while family and burying your lost loved one is good, Jesus has to be the number one thing. So, let's see. I refuse to gain the world and lose my soul. Matthew 16, 26. One, if not my favorite verse, one of my favorite verses. What will it profit a man if he gains the whole world and forfeits his soul? Or what will a man give in exchange for his soul? That's my life verse. And that's the one of the theme verses for this podcast. Um, What will it profit us if we have everything? Because when we die, you've never seen a hearse. I mean, a U-Haul right behind a hearse. You, you haven't. You never will. Because even if it's in the ground with you, it's not in heaven with you because you're not in the ground. You're either in heaven or hell. So the things you have aren't going with you so then it says so take it all i abandon everything i am you can have it so everything we are every talent we have i mean every scar we have every brokenness we have we can bring them to god and he can use them we just have to i mean now or more than likely are we gonna have to give up our material possessions probably not but are we gonna have to give up their importance absolutely we can't make them the number one thing in our lives. We can't make ourselves number one in our lives. The only thing that can be number one in our lives is God. And that's why we need more of Him. That's why John the Baptist says, He must increase, but I must decrease. So it says, does the chorus again. Then it says, all to you I surrender. All to you, my blessed Savior, I surrender all. So, 
somewhere in here in the video, and then it was showing. I believe it's that second verse when it says, Oh God, I let it go. But it might be the bridge. On the sandcastle they were building in the video, water comes in and takes down the castle. So all to Jesus I surrender. Everything we have, it's not ours. Because God blessed us with it. And what if we took it all and just threw it at Jesus' feet and said, God, do with it what you wish. And we surrender to God. All to you, my blessed Savior, I surrender all. What if that was true for our lives? What if we surrendered everything? We just brought it to God and said, God, I can't use this. It's yours. I don't want to use this. It's yours. And it's essential for us as believers to do this. Because if we have, like the church at Ephesus in Revelation 2, if we've lost our first love, then we need to get back to it. And you can lose... Jesus, you can have less of yourself and more of good things, like more of the church, more of reading your Bible, more of singing praise songs. But if it's not because you have more of, you're trying to be more like God, if you're just trying to replace it with the things, that's legalism. Which... Legalism is basically being saved by your action or thinking you can be saved by your actions. But those actions come as a result of having less of us and more of Jesus. So you can replace them with good things, but you shouldn't. You should replace them with God and then let the good things come. And you should replace your sin. After that, your sins, you have to actively pursue God and your sins will start. You'll still sin. But some sins will just, I've heard, like, some sins will just go away. There will be sins when you get saved. It happened to me. I've heard it happen to tons of people that just go away right there. Something you struggle with, and once you're saved through the grace of God, you don't struggle with it anymore. But then there will be sins that you have to fight every day. And you might not have, I mean, I mean, everyone's going to have to fight for their against their sins and then if you don't replace those sins with a positive thing and I know I'm kind of sounding redundant or kind of sound like I'm contradicting myself but you can't replace having less of you with the good things you have to replace less of yourself with more of God and because you have more of God your former sins which you still sin I can't hammer that enough because I don't want anybody thinking that there's any way you can be perfect because there's not. We can strive for perfection, but we'll never be perfect. No one's perfect. But our some of those sins, will, we need to pursue thing, the different things that we pursue to pursue more of God. So we have to have less of us and more of God. And what, what I'm basically trying to say with this less of us more, and not more of good things, more of God, because the good things won't save you. I mean, reading your Bible, singing praise songs, praying, 
listening to sermons, going to church on the regular. Those are the ways you pursue God. But on their own, as great as they are and as much as they help us pursue God, they can't save you. That's why you have to empty yourself, you of your sinful passion and desires, and give everything you have to God. Because that's the only way that there can be more of us. No, sorry, less of us and more of God. And that should be every Christian's prayer that they that they just empty them that God just empties them of their fleshly desires. And you know, it's very hard. The Christian faith is hard at best. It's impossible without Jesus. I mean, and with Jesus nothing is impossible. But we can't live the, I mean, we wouldn't be a Christian without Jesus, but we sure couldn't live the life without His grace and the Holy Spirit living in us. So we have to have less of ourselves and more of Jesus, and we get more of Jesus by actively pursuing things of Him. But we can't make those things that we do become our God. And we can't let other people become our God, and we certainly can't let ourselves become our God. We have to let our God become our God so that is all I have on that I'm going to go ahead and pray and then his closing thoughts emerges I'm going to discuss a little something so I'm going to go ahead and pray dear Lord I thank you for this day God and God I just ask that you would please help us to empty us of ourselves God and we could bring our talents our brokenness our past, everything to you and just lay it at your feet and have you use it how you wish, God. But most of all, you could tear down our castles of pride, God, so we can come to you, God, with all we have. And God, there could be less of us and more of you, God. And that could be our prayer. And that could be our life every day. Thank you for Jesus, most of all. Thank you for giving me this opportunity and help the listeners, God, they can just grow in love for you and help me as well to grow in love for you every day, God. And it's in your name I pray. Amen. So, two things real quick. I'm going to go. One thing is going to be said at the very end, and then I'm going to do this real quick. Actually, three. This is Monday the 15th, I believe. Yeah. So, this was the day that we had the ice storm. This is that afternoon about 2.36 is when, is when I'm talking right now. So, this, that morning we had the ice storm. And I'm going to go ahead and read James for the Bible verses on closing thoughts. James 3, probably 1 through 11. And it says, Not many of you should become teachers, my brothers. For you know that we who teach will be judged more, will be judged with greater strictness. That's just because they have more people. God's placed them over people, and their lifestyles, or people are emulating their lifestyles because of the position they're in. So that's all that is. For we all stumble in many ways, and if anyone does not stumble in what he says. He is a perfect man, able also to bride his whole body. If we put bits into the mouth of horses 
that they obey us, we guide their whole bodies as well. Look at the ships also. Though they are so large and are driven by strong winds, they are guided by a very small rudder, wherever the will of the pilot directs. So also the tongue is a small member, yet it boasts of great things. How great a force is set ablaze by such a small fire. And the tongue is a fire, a world of unrighteousness. The tongue is set among our members, staining the whole body, setting on fire the entire course of life and set on fire by hell. For every kind of beast and bird and reptile and sea creature can be tamed and has been tamed by mankind. But no human being can tame the tongue. It is a restless evil full of deadly poison. With it, we will bless our Lord and Father, and with it, we will curse people who who are made in the likeness of God. From the same mouth come blessing and cursing. My brothers, these things ought not to be so. Does a spring pour forth the same opening both fresh and salt water that was verse 11 this is verse 12 i just kind of looked over it can a fig tree my brothers bear olives or a grapevine produce figs neither can a salt pond yield fresh water so this is just talking about the tongue and how the tongue can praise God but it can also curse men and be rude to men and it can't be tamed by man has to be tamed by God and the tongue can get you in a lot of trouble it gets me into a lot of trouble and this is one thing I struggle with is saying stuff that I should not say and there's a difference in Staying, saying stuff you should not say and saying the hard stuff that needs to be said. The hard stuff that needs to be said that might be hurtful is good. We have to say that to our brothers. <clears throat> but the things that are not necessary, that are not going to build anyone up, we don't have to say those. I say them all the time. And we're... I mean, we're basically hypocrites because of our tongue and everything we do. We can praise God and then leave there and cuss or leave there and talk bad about somebody or tell somebody something that they don't need to hear or lie. So we just have to watch with our tongue because we're either one way or the other. We either can use our tongue to bless God or use it to curse God. And let's use our tongues to bless God because God's given us the tongue and we can actively pursue him. And that's one thing that we'll have to fight against every day is your tongue. So use your tongue for building up and not for tearing down and use it for God and not for the devil. So that's all I have about the tongue. That's just something God put on my heart to address. And like I said, I struggle with it every day. If you need to talk to somebody about it, I'll put my stuff down in the um, description. So, that's all I got about that. But, real quick, I am super excited for you guys to hear next week's episode. It's the Testimonial Tuesday. We've already got it recorded. So, it's like, it's my top five favorite episodes we've ever done. Probably even top three definitely top three 
we've ever done. I'm looking so forward to you guys hearing it. And I hope you are as blessed by it as the people participating were. And I know you will be because with co-host Jackson and then the guest, it was really good. I'm not going to spoil anything for you. Tune in next week for one of the greatest. Not because of us, certainly not because of me, but because the spirit really moved and we got to have some great gospel conversations. So, tune in next week. Looking forward to you hearing that. And um, as always, I'm going to put all the stuff down in the description. And I love you guys and have a great week and stay safe. Goodbye.